0: Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Welcome to our homeschool survival series. I am so glad that you've joined us today. And this topic that we're talking about this week, I know is gonna hit home with so many of you. And we have a lot of parents who really need this encouragement. Um, It's not everyone, but I think everyone in one way or another, will be encouraged by the topic that we're going to discuss today. We have Peggy Floyer on with us today, and she is with Sped Homeschool. Spedhomeschool.com is her website. And we're talking about specialized learning needs, kids who are just outside of the box. And I think every one of our kids in one way or another is outside of the box. Every one of us in one way or another are outside of the box, right? And so we're going to just bring some encouragement on how you can homeschool your specialized uh, learner. Before we roll into this, I want to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great math curriculum, check them out, ctcmath.com. You can try them out for free. Um, Go on their website, ctcmath.com, and uh, see if it might be a good fit for your family. This, um, I know, is something that prevents a lot of parents from homeschooling their kids. They don't believe that they can. They believe that their child has needs that are so big and so specialized and so um, difficult maybe to handle that they need to have an expert, um, quote unquote, to be able to educate their kids. And so Peggy is here to encourage you. I'm here to encourage you and just let you know that, you know what, as we say on the podcast all the time, God is has given you everything you need in order to accomplish what he's called you to. You are the parent of the child that God has given you. And it is not by mistake that you have these kids that you have and whatever their needs are. God has perfectly equipped you to be able to disciple them and to educate them and to get them through life um, as he's called us to do as parents. And so um, I'm really excited to have Peggy back. It's been a while since you've been on. And so welcome back to the podcast, Peggy. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely.
1: Um, tell us a little bit about you, you and your family, and your ministry, and what you're doing. Sure. Um, so I am the founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool, but didn't start out that way. I started out as the parent who said my kids are going to go to private school, and um, I am going to be done with this. And um, God had another plan. My oldest was actually diagnosed on the spectrum when he was five, and his private school said, we really can't get him even through kindergarten. (laughs) And so, um, prayed a lot about that. And we ended up starting to homeschool and, um, something I thought I would hate. I absolutely loved. And this is my 19th year. Wow. I've graduated my oldest too, and my youngest is graduating this year. So um, it's been a long haul. But in the process, I've worked for two different state organizations as their special needs consultant. And then in 2017, founded SPED Homeschool to um, reach a wider audience. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so neat to see how the Lord takes the thing in our
0: life that is so difficult Mm -hmm. And then uses it to minister to others. You know, we we talk all the time about the fact that God has given each one of us an ability and a gift and a talent and a passion for something to be used for his kingdom. And so I'm so Mm -hmm. glad that you are using what the Lord has given you in order to minister to families. You know, and like I said, I know that this is a difficult thing for many parents um, who just think, you know, there's no way, there's no way I can homeschool this kid. Or maybe they've had their kid home with them for a year and they're like, I just can't do this another Mm -hmm. day. Um, maybe they have more than one child. I know many families have multiple kids who have specialized learning needs. And and this is a hard thing. So Peggy, Mm -hmm. where, where do we start with this? How do we bring encouragement, you know,
1: to these parents who are just like, ah, what do I do? How do I handle this? Well, I just want to encourage you. I was probably like the least likely to succeed in homeschooling. Um, so if you look at your life and look at me now and say, I could never be her. Don't do that. I mean, we look at all of these homeschoolers and I, I remember saying, oh, when I, you know, we get five years in, I'm going to be, you know, the perfect homeschooler and still was not. But I had an anger issue. I was depressed. I wanted to commit suicide. My son was talking about committing suicide when he was five. That's how we started our homeschool journey. Wow. And where we are right now is a totally different place, but God does amazing things when we trust him. If he's called you to homeschool, then do it because it not only will change your children, it will change you. Yeah. And that's my biggest encouragement. I mean, I'm on the autism spectrum. And so are all of my children and, you know, looking at this, it didn't look like it was going to be a good thing for any of us, <laughs> Yeah. but, um, but God knew that when he called me to homeschool my kids and he knew that I had what they needed and what I needed to help them succeed. Yeah. So, so don't look at what you have. Don't look at your finances. Don't look at any of that. Don't look at where your how far your child is behind other kids look at what you got every day. You have the God of the universe on your side and he is ready to guide you and lead you step-by-step all the way because you don't know where your kids are going. I mean, I could have fit my kids into this cookie cutter idea of what they needed to be and what the school system said they had to be. But instead, I just let them be them. I studied them. I helped them to to work on the things they weren't so good at. And I pushed them in the things that they were gifted in. And there is the big thing that that homeschooling gives us that advantage of, especially for struggling learners and kids that that learn differently because they have gifts that usually aren't what we call subjects, but they are things that will help them excel in their life. I mean, I had no idea that my oldest... When I started giving him mechanical engineering lessons before he could read, I mean, I had this idea that maybe he'd be an engineer, but um, he's now a biomedical engineer and he designs 3D, like implantable medical plates and for people's jaws and their skulls. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it blows my mind, but you know, God knew that. And so he used things in our day to help me to shape and mold my son for his specific calling, not just that we would have a good transcript when he graduated high school so that he could go to, you know, a school and get a good job. No, God had a specific thing in mind and I just had to be willing to listen.
0: When you were pulled into the principal's office and then she Mm -hmm. said, you know, I, I think you need to have your child tested. And then you decided to homeschool. Did she recommend that? Or did you just at that point think, you know what, I need to bring my child home. And how did that all unfold with you and your child and your family?
1: Yeah, well the the crazy thing was is um is i had a lot of anger issues and i was blaming myself for everything that was going wrong with my child i thought for sure i was causing all the problems and um and she 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 knew not to diagnose him, but when I came back with the diagnosis, she handed me this packet of paper of of articles she had found. Because of course, like I said, there was only a couple books out at that point that even existed on high-functioning autism. And I really prayed about it. And I knew because my son was so depressed. This is what he told me when I asked him what it was like to be him. At age five, he said, Mom, It's like God is a bird and he's laid an egg and that's me and a snake has come and swallowed me up. Wow. And I thought, oh my, this is how I feel. I've never expressed it that way, but that's how my depression felt. And I was like, there is no way I'm putting him in a public school that is going to put him in a room, tell him that he's bad at everything. Life is going to end really fast for this child. And so I just was very convicted. We have to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but we have to do it. (laughs) And I felt so alone. Um, You know, I had made a couple friends along the way, but I would even leave like homeschool conferences just crying because there was nothing there for me. But I persevered because I knew it was best for my kids. And so I just want to encourage parents, you know, there are so many more resources out there, maybe so many that it drives you crazy (laughs) that you have so many resources. Um, But... But God will give you peace and show you what you need um, for your kids. He made them. He gave them to you, and um, that's not a mistake. And if you feel that call to homeschool, He's gonna make. He's gonna get you through, and it's gonna be good.
0: Yeah, absolutely not a mistake. You know, it's so interesting to look at the different kids that God gives us, mm-hmm. and He trusts us with our yeah. kids, and He He does not make mistakes in the way that our kids are created. Um, you know, with whatever quirkiness they have, whatever quirkiness we have, (laughs) they are exactly who they're supposed to be created by a God who loves them Mm -hmm. and who made them exactly as they are. And so I really appreciate your encouragement. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about how parents can get started. I mean, what do they do once they, you know, figure out, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to bring my kids home or keep my kids home, but now what? So we're going (laughs) to Take a quick break. We'll be right back and talk about that. As we try to impart a biblical worldview in our children and equip them to be salt and light in an increasingly secular culture, we need tools to explain how the Scriptures mold our view of every subject we teach. We need homeschool curriculum that shows how the Lord rules over everything we learn while stretching our children to follow Him wherever He leads. Learn how BJU Press Homeschool has served thousands of Christian homeschool families just like yours by visiting BJUPressHomeschool.com.
1: Parents everywhere are waking up
0: to the fact that God is calling them to teach their children His Word. BibleQuest gives you a plan and resources to do just that using the incredibly effective classical model. Help your students memorize biblical information through games and scripture memory songs. Build their understanding with easy-to-use Bible discussions. Mentor them to wise doers and sharers of the Word. Biblical knowledge, understanding, and wisdom for a lifetime. Try four weeks free at biblequestclassical.com forward slash rocked, R-O-C-K-E-D. That's biblequestclassical.com forward slash rocked, R-O-C-K-E-D. Let's talk about how to get started. You know, you've got a parent who maybe they have their child home. Maybe their kid is just barely reaching school age, and they're thinking, you know, I want to homeschool. I feel that tug, and I, I, I know that this is what's right for my family and what the Lord's calling me to do. But I just don't mm-hmm. think I can do it. Yeah. Um, or maybe you've got a parent whose child is in school, and they just, they just know it's time to bring them home. How do you encourage those parents?
1: What yeah. do they do? What do they do? Well, we, we do it a little bit different. I know and a lot, probably a lot of your guests have talked about de-schooling. Well, I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. deschooling schooling specialized education okay. ways because our kids are so unique. And so even to de-school means that we take, you know, the typical school model out. Well, to take it a little bit further, what I had to learn was not only how I like to teach, because that is, that is very important, but I also needed to study my kids and to know what drove them. Because when you hit that sweet spot for kids who struggle and they, they, they dive into something they really like, all of a sudden that struggle goes away. Yeah. And so, so I'll use an example of what, what I did. And this is just because uh, I'm a scientist by nature. Um, I have a degree in physics. And so I thought, well, let's make this an experiment. Right. Um, <laughs> and so, so I knew there was a couple different methodologies that I could choose from. And now understand this was 19 years ago. There was no Charlotte Mason. There was, you know, no, no online, nothing. Right. <laughs> we, we had email. Yeah. <laughs> we were happy. Um, But so I just thought, okay, there's the traditional textbook way, there's the literature-based way, and there's unit studies. That's what I got. So let's try it out. Um, let's use a common denominator of 1700s, you know, seafaring. And so we did textbooks, and I bought had a mutiny on my hands because my kids did not like the color. They did not want to <laughs> sit still and listen to textbooks. You know, all of that just did not work. Um, so I thought, okay, literature-based. We'll go to the library. We'll get some books on this. We'll all sit on the couch and be cozy. But they were jumping on the couch, and again, that didn't work so well. And so we... Um, did the unit study approach the the final day and, and I, we talked about knot tying. And so I got 20 feet of rope for each of them. And we learned all these different knots that we could tie. And I said, okay, so this was the time of pirates. So you can tie me up, but you have to use the proper knots. And they were like, yes. <laughs> so I kind of figured out that, you know, I liked the unit study approach for myself because I'm one of those people, I, I look at a recipe and go, ah, Oh yeah. Okay. I got the ingredients. We're good to go. I never followed the instructions. Uh And if I would have bought a curriculum that had instructions, I would have never used it anyways. So I understood that about myself, but I also understood what motivated my children. And as I used different curriculum, I found that my oldest was a builder. I could assign him to build anything related to our unit study. And he would build it. He would go find the supplies around the house in the backyard or wherever. My second one wanted to put the costumes together. He always had, you know, Batman costume. He was Peter Pan. he and still to this day, he likes going to anime conferences, you know, and <laughs> and getting dressed up. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyways, but to take those things that were kind of drove them, and it allowed me as a parent to to not have to work so hard in teaching them because they had i after I studied them, i knew how to drive them and and so so take that time to really learn your children what mm-hmm. drives them because those those struggles with math the struggles with reading you know all of those things are going to be there but yeah. can you make learning fun too and let show them that they are gifted yeah as part of their school as well and if you can find that balance and be okay with I'm not getting all my curriculum out of a box. Maybe you want to start there, but getting very eclectic because that's what people who've, who've homeschooled uh, a learner who is very out of the box. You yeah. can't teach them out of a box. And so you have to learn to tweak and to change and to be comfortable with saying, well, this worked for a while. Now we got to put it on the shelf and try something different. And guess what? That's what special education teachers do all the time. Yeah. You are, are not a bad teacher if you do that they are guessing as much as you are and they're actually guessing more because they don't know your child as well right right yeah there
0: there is um, such an opportunity we have as homeschoolers to know our kids better than anyone Um, Mm -hmm. you talk about studying our kids can you give some and, and I know this might seem like a silly question because obviously we we know our kids but can you dive a little bit deeper into how really to study our kids, especially when we have kids who are are specialized learners because oftentimes I know those kids are like hugely introverted mm-hmm. and maybe they're not going to be able to, either they they don't know how to communicate with their parent mm-hmm. um, or maybe they know how to, but they just choose not to. And I, I would imagine in a situation like that, it would be very difficult for that parent to really know how to learn who their kid is and become a, a true student of their child. Mm-hmm. So how can, how can that parent really learn to study their child?
1: Yeah, so you have to watch their behavior. Um, and, and so in every kid, behavior is communication. That is one of the things we say in our community all the time. If your child is hyper-focused on something mm-hmm. and maybe they don't want to put a book down, then there's probably something about that book that is drawing them. What is it? Can mm-hmm. I find a book similar, maybe on the same topic that they like that too? Or maybe it's the pictures. Let's find another book at the library. I mean, you can make this free. You don't have to spend sure. a lot of money. <laughs> um, but for my, my oldest, it was he had to have Legos and he was building Legos all the time. He was building, building, building things. And I thought, I'm going to take advantage of this because now I know that this, this is kind of, so I I moved past the Legos and we got a Kinect set. And actually the Kinect set built, I think 12 different historical bridges. And so we oh, wow. studied mechanical engineering. What is the structure that actually holds up each of these bridges? Because they replicated it within this set. Um, and so here he is learning this. I'm taking it one step further okay you know and then moving on to well eventually he moved into 3D printing you know and so where can we push the envelope Mm -hmm. of of what building is and where that goes, sometimes it just was a dead end. My, my one son, I thought, oh, he loves programming. Let's do, do IT. Cause that's what my husband does. And he was bored out of his mind and I went, <laughs> okay, well, we're so. setting that aside. <laughs> what else do you want to learn? I mean, this is when he was in high school and he said, I just want to learn to build my own computer. So, you know, we made actually an entire high school course out of building his own computer and sourcing parts and doing all these things. But that was, you know, driven again on who he was and what he wanted to learn about and so a lot of times it is trial and error mm-hmm. it's saying okay well we learned from this that didn't work or ooh, we've got something here and let your kids go on rabbit trails it is so hard if you're a very much a check the box type of planner yeah but build in that time to allow them to do that because more than often those rabbit trails are going to lead to where their career is going to go yeah. and what God has really given them a gift in and a passion to pursue. Right. And if we're always moving them back to the curriculum and what we want them to learn, um, we're going to miss those opportunities a lot of the time.
0: Yeah. So how do you fill in the gaps then with the curriculum that is necessary? You know, a, a lot of parents live in states where they have Mm -hmm. required subjects and, um, you know, even extracurricular activities, things like that, that are required for graduation. We still want to get these kids to graduation because many of these kids Mm -hmm. will go on to college or university. How do you fill in those gaps for those subjects and, um, those pieces of their education that they're just not created to, to, to do, Right. What do you do there? Well, I'll
1: give an example of my my middle child who was definitely an out-of-the-box um, learner. And we actually had a discussion about midway through high school because um, we were butting heads so badly. And I said, fine, <laughs> you either need to do a set curriculum or you're going to tell me how you're going to do all of the the subjects that Texas requires. Mm-hmm. Because we live in the state of Texas. There are Required subjects sure. um, and I said, it's up to you at sixteen uh-huh. you either tell me how these are going to be fulfilled by what you want to do yeah. or you're doing something out of a box. <laughs> and he was so motivated that he figured out how to do it. Okay. I mean he did English. Um, he decided that his friends overseas were writing papers for their their colleges and they needed um, they needed to write them in English, so he was going to correct their English for them. oh, oh nice. Okay. Well, because he's such a social person, that made more sense to him than writing a paper. He also wrote a podcast with his, did a podcast with his friend. They wrote out all the questions and their conversation ahead of time too. So he did some more writing of his own, you know, that way. But, um, but yeah, he did recoloring of, of movie videos and um, just a variety of different things. He built even math into his computer building project um, by building a, Program that tracked the prices of all the the parts so that he could buy them at the lowest price. Oh <laughs> and wow! I thought, okay, that is math that makes sense for him, right? Right? Um, because we tried algebra and ugh, this wasn't uh, for him. <laughs> no, it wasn't for me to teach him either. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> was going to end it's the relationship not for me to teach very my fast kids either.
1: <laughs> so, but but yeah, but then you know, it's with each kid it's different because with my oldest, at age seventeen, we were doing calculus at home because that is what he did well at reading on the other hand was something he really struggled in. Yeah. And so it's with each kid. And so you don't have this standard transcript, right? But you know, you know, just praying a lot, where does God have peace? I mean, my oldest told me he wanted to go to welding school and I thought he doesn't need calculus, but God told me he needed calculus. I said, okay, well, we're doing calculus this year and he didn't (laughs) mind it. And lo and behold, he comes home from welding school and says, Mom, I don't think I want to be a welder. God is telling me I need to go to college to be an engineer. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and now you
0: have so, calculus under your belt. So. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. Moving on so he as an was engineer. His transcript was completely ready to make that transition because yeah. God knew.
0: Yes. Yeah, I didn't God.
1: have to know. I just did what was in front of me. Yeah. And, and that's so important. Just follow that piece where, where God leads you and it's never going to stir you wrong.
0: Yeah. Great. Good stuff. All right. We are out of time, but we're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to continue talking about this. We're going to talk about um, all sorts of things about therapy options, how to find your tribe. I love that you talk about finding your tribe. That's such an important part of having a child, homeschooling a child with specialized learning needs. You, you've got to find your people who will you know, have your back and who will encourage you and support you um, and several other things that we're going to discuss. So thank you so much, Peggy. Where can people find out more about you and your ministry?
1: Sure. That's um, spedhomeschool.com. It's S-P-E-D homeschool.com and can start there and um, look at all of our resources. And I guess we'll be talking more of those soon. (laughs) Yep. Great. All right. We'll
0: put those links, of course, in the show notes as we always do. Thank you guys for listening. Please share this with a friend and please leave a review for this podcast. We would really appreciate that. Have a great afternoon and we'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye.